seconds and it just wiped everything i mean i'm watching the cubs game from behind it like went on and came back off and just killed the computer um but anyhow i guess we're back at it um i guess we'll just resume uh, pick up where we left off uh i mean we can do that i guess well let's let's give i'll give a brief summary man while you uh handle some biz uh we're talking about COVID, how it's affecting the game right now. Baseball, 17 Marlins tested positive. They're shut down for the rest of the week. Uh, shit's pretty crazy, man. This is the first time in Major League history I've seen anything like this where every other team's playing. The Marlins are shut down. Uh, we've seen some NFL players opt out today because of COVID. The, the Patriots, Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, some key players on that defense that won't suit up this year. Eddie Goldman, uh, quality nose tackle for the Bears. These aren't just some slouches that aren't playing. I mean, there's a lot of big names that have elected not to play this year. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty with football and baseball. People are a little more concerned. Basketball right now seems to have their shit together. The bubble is working so far in the NBA. I mean, they ran over 340 cases, 340 tests last week, and, you know, they, there was no positive test. Right now, baseball, we're seeing players pop up on half the teams with COVID cases. Football, the testing is just starting as, you know, kind of a, a training camp thing gets going. We're, we're hearing that players are just starting to get tested. and But there's a lot of guys opting out right now. So, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. Let's be real. We, there's not going to be much for crowds. Um, some cities will have crowds apparently in the NFL. Some won't. But there, there's just a lack of planning. I mean, we talked about this before our um, interruption with the power surge or whatever the hell that was. The NBA seems to be the only sport right now that has their shit together in terms of a bubble city, controlling the amount of people and who gets near the players. Um, you know, they're doing a pretty good job with that. MLB right now, there's a lot of variables with players, you know, going from city to city. There's still travel. There's employees at the ballparks. There's a lot of different people that are, they're coming across that's allowing, you know, interaction, potential you know, contraction of COVID. Uh, what do you think, man? You think this is just Adam Silver being that much better than Rob Manfred and Roger Goodell at his job? I think it's Adam Silver just being a grown-up and listening to his players right. and not being a complete dipshit. The problem with the other, the other um, commissioners is they're total dipshits. And... <laughs> They're going to do it the way they want to do it and fuck, you know, science and reading and, uh, you know, uh, just being uh, reasonable about about this whole thing. And it's going to fucking cost it's going to cost some games. It may cost some seasons at this point. Uh, uh, MLB being primary, yeah. the primary target of uh, 
uh, a whole sport that that may just not happen. It, it, it may be another asterisk season for baseball. Another one that yeah. that, that they. I, I mean, how do you? That's what I'm saying. How do you work this right now? The Marlins will not play for six days. You know, so how is this going to? I mean, obviously, there's going to be some lost games by somebody. Baseball made a lot of rule changes this season, obviously with the COVID effect. You know, we're talking about universal DH, 30 man rosters. That's a different thing. Uh, there's going to be 16 playoff teams, which is pretty crazy for baseball. Uh, it almost, it's like the NBA and NHL this year. But you make a good point. What the fuck happens if another team or two has the same situation that the Marlins have? I mean, how do you fucking have a season at that point? You're going to bring up guys from the minors. It's like you said, it's going to become an asterisk type of season. If I mean, the problem was poor planning. Rob Manford, who I had a little faith in before this year as commissioner, he really dropped the ball in this. And I understand it's uncharted territory, but Adam Silver, you know, his season got disrupted. He was the only fucking sport in a regular season mode. And this guy fucking took time off, planned it, and it's made it work so far. I mean, I know the regular season games haven't started, but we've had warm-up games. We've had scrimmage games. 340 players tested. No COVID cases. He's doing it right. He planned it. I mean, and for, like you I, said, they're sitting there bitching about money with the owners, you know, billionaires crying about losing a few fucking dollars. And look where we're at. There was no fucking plan. They, they proposed the bubble city idea with the spring training areas down in Florida and Arizona, but that never came to fruition. What's the reasoning behind it? I mean, if we're not going to have fans anyway, why didn't they just stick to the Florida and Arizona bubble area? Because they're stupid. <laughs> Let me they ask just, you this, dude. In the back of your mind, what they wanted to do, and now, now, baseball, Major League Baseball is. It, it might not happen. I mean, it's looking very dreadful for the uh, for the whole sport. This is the fifth game of the season for most teams tonight, and I mean, we might not get halfway to sixty. Look what's already happened. We might not get a quarter of the way to 60 games. Five games in right now, dude. This is the fifth game for the Cubs tonight. I mean, baseball has been just so mismanaged throughout this whole process. I mean, it took it took what three months for the for the players and the, and the owners to come to the table and and agree to to try to have a season, a truncated season, a 60 game season, right? And an elongated playoff uh, schedule, but. Without, without, without rules, without standards, without, um, without any real plan mm -hmm. to curtail uh, any any kind of COVID-related issues. Um, yeah, it's, it's I mean, you have 15 different cities hosting a game every night. 15 different cities. We know it's the numbers are all jacked up from one city to the next, but you have 15 different cities, not one or two bubble cities. I mean. The point you're making, I mean, the NFL, Roger Goodell's watching this. He's seen the NBA and, and Major League Baseball go down in front of him, okay? He has to come to his fucking senses. I mean, he's been a very fucking questionable commissioner for the last decade or so. Mm -hmm. This fucker has to realize the bubble thing works a lot better than dealing with all these different venues. I mean, I know we want to have the Saints playing in the Superdome. I get that. Green Bay Packer fans want the same thing with Lambeau Field. Everybody wants it but we have to be realistic we talked about this before we went on air there's got to be some kind of like three or four city bubble with say eight teams going to each city i mean that's the only way you could somewhat control 53 man rosters with coaching staff 
other personnel that's going to travel with the team. I mean, how the fuck else are you going to do it? Can you really trust 16 different cities to host a game every week? There, there's, there's just no way. I mean, you you have yeah. 15 cities. You have no real hard and fast rules. So, you know, players just come and go as they please. Uh, right. Spreading COVID, getting COVID, just, you know, uh, just – just banging the COVID out of any 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 skirt that's walking down the street, and then bringing it back to the locker room like a Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I mean that's that's a scary thing, and like you said, the, the freedom of the players right now. We talked about Lou Williams getting in some trouble, you know, Rashawn Holmes. The NBA has been very strict on this. That's something that Roger Goodell and Rob Manfred could have learned from, uh, but that you know. Manfred's definitely not with baseball. Goodell has a little time. He doesn't have a preseason. We know we won't play preseason football this year. Um, and in a lot of cities won't have fans at all. I, like you said, the thing that's going to get really complicated for me is some cities plan on having fans. I mean, I don't, I don't even understand it right now. Roger Goodell has been fucking quiet. It's like he almost – he's been nowhere to be found on this whole front. I mean, where's the voice of reason there? Where is he at? He should be giving press conferences on the reg right now to talk about how he's going to combat the situation. We're talking about the highest paid commissioner in all of sports. This guy's a fucking CEO. $30 million yearly, but it's dipshit. $30 million. When I hear fans that say they're going to boycott the NFL, players are too greedy, this and that, fuck that. Drew Brees deserves $30 million a year. I, look, Michael Thomas deserves 20. Roger Goodell don't deserve a fucking tenth of what he's making right now. That son of a bitch doesn't deserve 1% of the fucking salary he's getting paid this year. I'm just saying, let's be fucking real. There's probably 100 people that could do that job better than he can do it right now. I'm very confident saying that. Um, I mean, honestly, I think I think, uh, I think, I think uh, you know, some some mentally challenged people could run it better than that guy right now. I mean, all uh, you know, there's somebody that will do that job for crack right now that could probably pull off a, a you know similar results. Um, look, I man. Mean, speaking of what yeah, I know, yeah, we could go like two hours on this shit, but I, I know we're kind of pressed with time. We got a late start. And we had the issue with the uh, the connection earlier, but Pelicans are going to start in two days. They st- they open up the NBA restart against the Jazz. Really looking forward to that. The Pelicans have looked good. Uh, J.J. Redick, a nice game last night. I don't put a lot in the scrimmage, but they're saying the defensive carryover from late, you know, right before the stoppage seems to be a real thing. So, uh, I mean, this Pelicans team could play some kind of defense. I mean, like I said, you got a short window to establish yourself as a playoff team this year. You know, they got to win some games. They have to go no worse than like 6-2 and two over this last eight to stand a chance. Um I mean, how do you see this playing out, man? You think they just found their way? You know, Zion being in shape, Lonzo really getting into a groove, Brandon Ingram's had a hell of a year, Drew, Favors is a little better mentally at this point, JJ's healthier than what he was back, you know, when we stopped play. I mean, do you think these guys are going to come out and carry the scrimmages over to the regular season? I mean, it's it's really hard to get a grasp on it because – this is just something that that's never happened before. I mean, it's almost like a brand new season. I mean, there's been so much off time in between right. game played. That Good point. Good point. It's hard for me to put a lot of stock in the scrimmages. 
because I don't know. Right. I don't know what everybody's deal is as far as the scrimmage. I don't know, you know, what teams are just using it as, you know, just a, a way the guys get their legs under them. Uh, Let me ask you this, though. Wouldn't you think this would be the year that, that like you said, with the off period, that's why I talked to a lot of Pelicans fans saying that gives them a little bit of a, a you know, refined hope that, you know, maybe this they're just really clicking because I know what you're saying. I mean, normally in preseason, we're just fucking who cares? Let's be real, right? I mean, who gives a shit about NBA preseason? You know, preseason in any sport is fucking – I mean, you just want to see your guys get back at it at their craft, be in shape, no injuries. But like you said, this restart after, you know, a four-month stoppage, I have to think the teams have got to be trying their hardest. I'm not saying they're going to give it all to win a game in, in this scrimmage zone that we're in or we're just finishing up. But don't you think maybe a little more than usual that they're trying to kind of get back to the norm, most teams? Honestly, with this shortened schedule, I mean, going too hard in these scrimmages could lead to pop hamstrings. and It could. That, it could. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's a real weird. really affect, you know, some of these teams, uh, especially yeah. if that hamstring happens to one of the top two to three players on that, that said team. Well, let me ask you this. Does that give you an indication – all right. I mean, let's be real. I know you're. Everybody knows you're a Lakers fan, I'm a Pelicans fan, whatever. I'm not trying to get an edge to anybody, any team. But does that open a door for a strange team to come in and maybe go wild in the playoffs? A team that we might have not bet on, you know, back before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, does that give? You know, what I'm saying, with the strange occurrences. I mean, you're not playing in front of your home crowds. You know, what I'm saying, like you said, there's players that have to restart it. You know, an aging team may not do so well. A younger team might fare better. I mean, do you see some? Do you see this? Some real surprises coming about. I mean, would you be surprised if, like, there were a lot of upsets in the first round? No, I, I, I seriously think unless uh, unless there's injuries, that basketball is the sport due to seven game series where the better team usually wins eight out of ten times. I, I, right. I, I seriously think, I, and it might not always be. The team that everybody thought was the best, but the teams that that's playing the best and has the right. most talent will win eight out of ten times, barring injuries. Uh, uh, let me jump in him for a second. We got a, one of our uh, one of our, uh, our fans jumping in, uh, Mr. Jerry. Uh, I don't want to mess up your last name, uh, Mr. Jerry K U E T R. How would you say that? Kutter, maybe. Kutter. Okay, I like that. He's uh, letting us know with his comments. You have to look through baseball and football have bigger rosters than basketball, so it's easier to put basketball That's players a, in a than it is to put football and baseball players in a bubble. Good right. Point. No, I mean it is. I mean, there's definitely the football thing. You would have to be. It would have to be four cities. I mean, there's nobody that's got those football. I mean, where are you going to go with five or six really usable football fields? Look, baseball has it because of spring training. That's where, you know what I mean, baseball, the spring training facilities in the Phoenix area, you know, in, in the Tampa area, stuff like that. There's a lot of facilities around, you know, Central Florida and, and you know, that Phoenix area of Arizona, like Mesa, um, you know, Scottsdale, all that, that Phoenix metro area, which is a huge part of the desert. I think there's a way to make that work, but it's too late now. Let me ask you this. I mean, he makes a good point, though. I mean, it, it definitely the, the roster size is a big part of it. That's what scares me about football so much. Um, 
Because let's be real, I mean, as Saints fans, I mean, look, the Saints are primed. I mean, let's be real. On paper, I don't think there's a better roster than the Saints. You know, I mean, if you just told me on sheer talent and who's the best teams right now, I would say Saints and Chiefs. I mean, I would say no argument. I mean, I think there'll be some other teams that can maybe make a case, but a Saints-Chiefs Super Bowl, what if we don't get to see that because of COVID? What if Pat Mahomes or Drew Brees, you know, endures COVID? I mean, let's be real. That could fucking kill – I mean, a quarterback – for a, a contending team, that, that, that's going to be pretty damn detrimental. You don't think the Winston Taysom Hill combo can't bring home the Super Bowl? <laughs> and I'll say this I think the Saints are built better than any team if that does happen. No, I don't want to see Drew Brees in any health situation, but I think the Saints with that roster would be in the best shape. Yeah, I mean, they, they would just, uh, <laughs> they would just have to, uh, you know, kind of reconfigure the team. Uh, but I don't know if that works. Uh, I mean, they can't reconfigure it like they did with uh, Teddy B because um, Teddy Bridge, I mean, uh, uh, James Winston is not that guy. I mean, they right. would, he's not the kind of guy that would throw it, you know, 12 times a game and rely on defense. Right. And, and uh, He wants to sling the ball around. Teddy's yeah. a little more of a game man. If if Breeze does go down, who 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 gets the keys to the kingdom? Hey, look, and that's the thing—you don't have a preseason. That's you know we talk about hey fuck preseason, we don't care. Look, I always thought it should shrink it to two preseason games, but man, with the same situation at backup quarterback right now, with no preseason, I haven't seen WWL, WDSU, anybody bring up anything about that, and that's a real good question. What if something were to happen with Drew Breeze, an injury? COVID, anything. I mean, let's hope nothing like that happens. But, I mean, you're basing this solely on practice right now. I mean, there will be no preseason reps. Who do you think Sean Payton gives the keys to? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a hard fucking call. Does James Winston know the offense enough? I mean, Taysom Hill may have the advantage. Honestly, uh, I think Hill gets the advantage because he's been there. And I mean, if you bring in Winston to try to run the Saints offense and he right. throws six in the first half, then you you right back you're right back at square one. I think they roll out the yeah. they roll out the full Taysom and and uh maybe we get a preview of what's in store for twenty twenty one when Breeze hangs it up. And you know, we put the poll out there, we started a discussion page on Facebook and I tell you, it's you know, it's a favorite oh, wow. James Winston a little bit more at this point. But I tell you, on a big scale, I think it's really close. And, and to me, it's not like you want to be Team Winston or Team Hill. You know, we don't want to make this like that. But it is intriguing to know where people stand on both guys. I mean, Winston, a former top overall pick, Taysom's kind of won our hearts over the last couple of years with his all-around game, the ability to do what no other player in the league is doing right now. Um, that's a pretty special thing in its own right. But, I mean, I'll tell you, like you said, with no preseason, man, I just think it's got to be an advantage for Taysom Hill. Knowing the offense more, his running style may carry over a little bit better. Throwing the ball fit. He, like you said, he could probably handle the Teddy thing better than Jameis can right now. I remember friend. Teddy was a year in the system before this happened. You know, I mean, we made a trade for Bridgewater the previous year. So, I mean, I Winston is still learning the Saints offense. And it, I, that's not an easy thing to just come over from Tampa, you know, and, and do it in just a matter of a few weeks. Well, according to our good friend Jerry, we may have to – we may be faced with that reality sooner than later as there's a rumor right now that Drew is 
considering opting out. Really? Now that's and I'll tell you, man. With an opt out would be essentially a retirement, an early retirement. That's what I'm saying. I mean, because Drew was very. Let's be real. We didn't know 100 Drew was coming back. uh, We knew he would be back. I mean, let's be real. We kind of thought he would lead to one more year, but there was a part of me that thought he might retire. When it took a little while to come, you know, a minute to come out, I said, "Man, you know what?" We we look back at the Kobe Bryant thing, which seems like forever ago in this 2020 fucked up year that it's been. The Kobe Bryant thing affected a lot of guys in sports. I mean, here's a guy that's just over 40 in a tragic accident died. You know what I mean? it's Like you said, we, it seems like it's been two or three years, man. I'm not going to lie to you. But that was a rocking moment. That was an earth-shattering moment for this world. And for a lot of athletes, I mean, he's talking about one of the best ever to ever play his sport. To, you know, be taken from us far too soon with his daughter. I mean, it's a, it was a tragic thing. A lot of players – like Drew Brees, who already won a championship and made enough money to live 10 lifetimes, I think he looked at that as maybe that's a sign. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's saying, hey, you know what? I need to spend the time with the ones I love. Because, look, we're never guaranteed anything, especially in this COVID-2020 world, man. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people are leaving us way too soon. I mean, people are – I mean, it, it, it just seems like – I don't know if it's because we're getting older or – and uh, what's up, Wrigley? Uh, or uh, if it's COVID related, or if it's just 2020 related, but it's like a lot of people that I know, or uh, you know, famous people, it just seems like people are dropping like flies more than usual this year. It's a very sad year, man. Absolutely. I say this rain, dude. When when is this rain gonna fucking decide to stop? Okay, my dog just refused to go out. She took one walk into the rain and said, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm coming right back in. Um, right. We, I mean, you know, just just let let her be on the pot. I mean, she wants to, <laughs> she wants to let her presence be known, and we, we need a female presence on the podcast. So. <laughs> the 150-pound Labrador may work. Um, yeah, dude. Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, though, man. I look forward to Saints football. Jerry made a good point. I'm going to have to keep an eye on that Drew Brees situation. That's going to pick up a lot of steam, I believe, in the next you know uh, day or so. And you know what? If he decided not to play, man, I love Drew Brees. Respect his decision either way. Man. I stand by that guy. I know there was some offseason politics. I think everybody got a little too crazy on. I'm never going to let politics that's- affect the way I feel about a person that's done that much for you know the community that he's played for for so many years. Um, so whatever his choice is, I'd stand with Drew. And would have an interesting scenario with Jameis and Taysom. And if, if Drew wants to kneel, I'll kneel with him too. <laughs> well, man, hey, basketball coming back Thursday night. We got baseball. I mean, look, dude, I'll say this. It's it's good, man. It's good having sports back. But I'm worried about the safety of MLB. The roster size of the NBA, the bubble thing, I feel a little safer with that. But I'd say it is great to watch Cubs baseball, man. Like I said, I'm behind in this game, but – Dude, I mean, I was running out of things to watch on Netflix, dude, and Hulu. I think I watched, like, we, we watched, like, every series, dude. I mean, we're man. behind on a few things, but, man, I, I, my TV game is, like, through the roof right now, man. I can tell you, like, just about almost any show what it's about. I, you know? I just finished Ozark, and now uh, now I'm getting Rachel into, uh, into Breaking Bad. Nice. You finished Ozark? Don't tell me anything. I just got into season hey, three, man. Hey, let, let me tell you how it ended. <laughs> I hear you, man. It was like a that season was a slow burn. I mean, it it, it was kind of slow in in parts, but uh, 
I like the way uh, I like the way it's headed. Great fucking show, man. There's a lot of good series out there to check out right now. I mean, we, you know, like I said, we all became um, experts when it comes to the TV game right now with COVID, man. I, look, dude, I just hope the numbers start going down. I hope we can do this show live from here soon. And uh, let's hope Roger Goodell gets his shit together and plans where it's safe for these guys to play football this season. And hopefully Major League Baseball, the numbers get better, you know, faster than it gets worse. Um, yeah, but I know it's getting kind of late, man. Hard. I think I'm about to lose a little bit. It's starting to storm over here a little bit. If you want to bounce out of here, well, I know we're going to be coming back with another show. Uh, maybe get a – what's the next show you want to do, man? Thursday. Just look for us from, like, between 7 and 10.30, and we'll, we'll be on at hey, some point. Those, Pelicans those- have the early Thursday games. So, man, we can maybe hit up a little post-game Pelicans. Post-game Pelicans. Post-game Pelicans, motherfucker. Jazz Pelicans. Let's go take care of business. Fuck Rudy Gobert. Let's go throw one right down his throat. Um, Zion's going to be back. Zion's ready to roll. Pelicans looking good in scrimmages, man. I'm, I'm excited. Um, in his face. <laughs> well, all right, brother. I guess I'm going to get the fuck on out of here. Y'all all right. be good. All right.